This is the Hockey News Podcast. Ryan, we've reached the Atlantic Division. We've reached our final stop on the Hockey News Podcast uh, division season previews. Mm-hmm. Um, again, let's, let's cut the jibber-jabber. Let's jump right into it. Starting with the Boston Bruins, a team that had literally the most successful um, regular season in NHL history last year. And then they basically had their heart and soul, respectively, ripped out of their chest in, uh, in Patrice Bergeron and then David Krejci retiring. Um, what are we looking at with this team? Because it does seem, you know, they, they didn't really lose. I mean, they, they lost Taylor Hall mm-hmm. and Nick Foligno as well and Connor Clifton. So they've lost a, lot of, a couple of really important players here. Um, although, like, a lot of the, the key contributors are still, still around. But it does seem like this might finally be the year that the Bruins take a step back. Yeah, I think they'll take a step back, but, I mean, they pretty much had to, yes. just based on how successful they were last year. You know, on the positive side of the ledger, you still have David Pasternak mm-hmm. at the heights of his powers. Yep. You still have Brad Marchand. You still have Charlie McAvoy and a pretty good defense court. You still have an amazing goaltending yes. duo in Linus Ulmark and Jeremy Swayman. So, to me, I mean, this is still a playoff team. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess there's some, you know, there's bad fortune that could befall them and, and that could have an impact. Um, but, you know, I, I do worry that they are now weak down the middle. It used to be a tremendous strength for them. Yes. Now it's a weak. Now they're very weak, yeah. Is your number one center Pavel Zaka? I hope not. Is it Charlie Coyle? I hope not. Well, those are the options. Yep. Right? So, so there you go. You know, barring some sort of miracle trade, you're, you're going in with a team that's not constructed the way you would hope. Yes. Um, but like I said, you know, this is a team that's uh, still going to be very good at keeping the puck out of their own net. Um, I just think scoring might be an issue. And in terms of long-term success, I mean, let's face it, like, they blew their shot last year. Absolutely. Against Florida in the first round. I mean, that was supposed to be the Bruins' year. Um, it didn't happen, and now they're looking at, you know, as opposed to them being the team that everybody is feared about playing in the playoffs, mm. they're going to be looking up at a couple of other squads mm. in their division, and it's, it's going to take a bit of a reset. It'll be interesting to see where GM Don Sweeney goes in the next couple of seasons. Um, because they don't have a great prospect pool. They haven't needed one. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I mean, they still have a lot of great high-end elements, and uh, they're still going to be a tough out on most nights during the regular season. I, I just worry about the ceiling of this team. Yeah, the ceiling has fallen a lot. I think the floor, like, I, th- I think they're going to be a wild card team. Yeah. I think they're going to be in the playoffs, but I don't know. I don't, personally, I don't have them in my top three spots. Um, but this is a, uh, yeah, they've, look, they lost a lot. They were able to re- retain some vibes by getting Milan Lucic back. Like, mm-hmm. I do think that, that lose, like, the biggest thing with them is, is, is losing Krejci and, and Bergeron. Like, yes, those are both incredible elite hockey players, but they were also, like, the culture setters. Yeah, They totally. were the two sort of, like, elder statesmen, um, pillars, mm-hmm. like, like, sort of, uh, emotional pillars. So you lose those, but you at least are able to ride the vibes of getting Milan Lucic back in the fold, yeah. um, which is good. How, how effective he'll be on the ice? Probably not super effective, but like in terms of replacing him as in, in an intangible sense, I think he'll be good. But yeah, this is, 
we, we also saw that their goaltending duo is very good. Yep. Um, but all of last season, we were wondering how much of this is a product of their incredible defense core. Mm. How much of this is a product of, you know, the, the fact that the team is like unbeatable. <laughs> and, and now we're going to get a question, we're going to get an answer to that question. And to be fair, like Olmark's goal saved above average was one of the best yes. in the league. Yeah. So I, I, that helps. That that definitely helps. Um, but like now we're gonna get like a real tangible like all right let's see like when you're yes they still have uh, they still have Lindholm and McAvoy and, and Brandon Carlo is a very good defensive yeah. player. But you know where where you had even after the deadline uh, Dmitry Orlov and you know Connor Clifton and guys mm-hmm. like that you now have you know Kevin Shattenkirk and, and you know like Derek Forbort and guy you know the like guys who are going to uh, um, guys who are lesser than than those, and I wonder if that can can hold up. Mm. Look, this is this is a, a team like you said that has the high end talent. Yeah. But their depth has been just completely devastated. Yeah. And if Pavel Zaka tweaks his groin, you're like, what what is your center depth? Yeah, exactly. It's tough. And you know, I mean, like bringing James Van Riemsdyk is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think culture-wise, they're still fine because, as you mentioned, Brandon Carlo's yes. still around, Charlie McAvoy, and, and Marshan as well. Um, but yeah, just down the middle because they don't have a lot of options in Providence right now. No, they you know, don't. They've got some sort of interesting kids like a Georgie Merkeloff. Mm-hmm. Um, but even I've heard of him before. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, free agent out of Ohio State. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, but he was you, still sorry, finding the his way. Ohio State. The University. Ohio State University. Yeah. Uh, but he's, you know, he's still somebody learning that position mm-hmm. at the pro level. Yes. Um, so I wouldn't expect him to just step into uh, a plum role uh, down the middle. But I mean, these are the cards they've been dealt, and mm-hmm. they, they were riding high for quite a long time there with uh, Bergeron as just an all-time great yes. NHLer. For a, for a song when it comes to like the amount of money he was making. Totally. Too. And so now a new era begins. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked. Like this seems like the time. We, we talked about this in the Metro earlier when we did this. Like I wouldn't be shocked if the Bruins are fighting for a playoff spot to go get like Scott Lawton or something like that. Like he's, yeah. that seems like, it seems like there, there are, this cannot be, for them to get where, where I think they expect them to themselves to go, yeah. this cannot be the final roster. Right. I think there has to be other moves, specifically down the middle. Uh-huh. Because right now, they're rolling, like you said, they're rolling with you know, Pavel Zaka, Charlie Coyle, and Morgan Geeky kind of down the middle. And mm-hmm. then, I guess, Jesper Boquist as their, as their fourth. Like, it is, that's, that's pretty thin. And yeah. in a division, as we're going to keep talking about, that is only getting better. Mm-hmm. Like every team in this division is only getting better, really. Yeah. Um, it is, uh, I don't know if it'll be enough to, to withstand. So I, 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 I think that they have to add some more stuff. There's good pieces. There's good bones to the roster. Certainly. Um, but there's definitely, but you can't live in the structure of a house. Um, in, in the out, like sort of in the, uh, the outline, the skeleton of the house, if you yeah, will. You yeah. need some amenities in there. And I don't think they really have any. So interesting. All right, moving on to the Buffalo Sabres, a team that, I'm expecting at least to be the highest, uh, the highest jumper when it comes to where they finished last year to where they are now. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a team that has some incredible players. They've made some incredible, uh, um, exten- they've made some incredible moves to extend their players to deals that will only look even better as the years go on. Um, in terms of what they added over the offseason, I mean, 
there's not a huge amount. Like you, like they added. Obviously, Connor Clifton. Clifton was good, so they, yep. they poached him from the uh, uh, from the Bruins. That's big. And uh, Eric Johnson. They signed him oddly to a lot of money, but only one year. And that's a great sort of culture guy. Chris Craig Anderson retired. I think you mm. need a good, nice older statesman. Elder statesman. Sorry, there. Yeah. They retained their captain and Kyle Pozo, who was coming back. Um, but this is a team that has some just just really really good young players and even like sort of veteran guys who are a lot better than we give them credit for. Mm-hmm. And I think they're, they're the, you know, I think really the, the sky's the limit. Yeah, it, it feels like this is the year that Buffalo breaks its Absolutely. playoff less streak. Uh, you know, Don Granato behind the bench, I think has done a fantastic job. Um, you know, Tage Thompson has obviously established himself as a you know, star, really high end yeah. elite center. Uh, you know, Alex Tuck, you mentioned culture guys, like Ocpozo's mm-hmm. big, Alex Tuck is big Huge. as well. Hometown uh, guy, wants to play for the Bruins, and he wanted to play for the Bruins Sabres. at a, or sorry, wanted to play for the Sabres at a time when no one wanted to play for the Sabres. And that yeah. was really important to getting everyone to committing to this. Yeah, and it was interesting, you know, I was talking to uh, Cutter Gauthier over the summer, who played on the world championship team uh, with Alex Tuck, and he was saying mm-hmm. that's one of the NHLers he looked to, uh, just in terms of like, you know how Tuck set the example. What a good guy he like was. That, yeah. yeah, just you know how welcome he, welcoming he was to the young guys on that squad. Uh, and obviously, when you look at Buffalo, lots of young guys. Oh yeah, they're gonna miss Jack Quinn at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. due to a training injury. But you know, you got JJ Pateka, you got Peyton Krebs, you got Yuri Kulich, yes, uh, who had an amazing AHL season as a teenager and a very good World Juniors too. And a very yep. good World Juniors. You got Matt Savoy mm-hmm. who can take a roster shot as well. So again, you've got competition for slots, which is very nice. And then that back end, you know, you mentioned Eric Johnson, a Stanley Cup champion, mm-hmm. uh, Connor Clifton, a guy who always seems to overperform. Absolutely, yeah. And you know, obviously your sort of twin pillars are Owen Power and Rasmus Dahlin. Rasmus Dahlin, you know, I mean, last year in the first half, we were talking maybe Norris yes. for Rasmus Dahlin. And hey, maybe maybe this is the year it happens. He's only 23. Exactly. So you're starting to see the semblance of a very nice blue line. Matias Samuelson as well, not yes. that old and obviously more of a defensive same, guy. Same age as Rasmus, Sandin, or Rasmus, Rasmus Dahlin. There you go. Yeah. Um, the concern, of course, is in net. Yes. Uh, you know, right now they got Eric Comrie, Ugo Pekaluokanen, and then Devin Levi. Um, and Ryan doesn't like short goalies, so. In the regular season, it's fine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but, you know, Levi had that amazing run at the end of he last did. year, coming straight out of college. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see what he can do uh, in his first real pro season of hockey. Uh, UPL as well. I yeah. know Sabres fans have been waiting for a couple of years for him to truly break out. This would be the great opportunity to do so. Because mm-hmm. with Eric Comrie, I think there's pre- there's a ceiling there. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. So for the Sabres, you know, we know they got the firepower. You know, Jeff Skinner as well. Uh, the defense score is looking a lot better. Can they get the stops? Yeah. That's really the only question for me. Yeah. No, that, goaltending obviously is... is uh, it's really, yeah, you're right. It's the only thing that I think is, is holding this up because they have the high-end talent here. Dylan Cousins, we didn't even mention. His oh, extension kicks in, but he's 22. And yeah. He's performing incredibly. Like Alex Tuck, they got Jordan Greenway, and he seemed to fit in really well with them. Mm-hmm. It boggles my mind, Ryan, that Casey Middle stat is still only 24. Yeah, I good point. Like, I didn't believe it when I saw it. Right. And yet here he is. So there's still even room to grow from him. I mean, talk about culture. They re-signed Zemgis Gergensens, who has been there since the dawn of time. Indeed. Um, and so, look, I, I am as high as possible. I have them, spoiler alert, in my three spot. 
That's very intriguing. And uh, I think I think it's high time that, that there is playoff hockey back in Buffalo. Certainly. I think the fans need it. I think the players are, you know, based on their production here, are going to earn it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, playoff hockey in Buffalo, it was always a blast because that local market shows out for its team. I cannot wait to see what it'll be like. All right. So we move on to a roster that, you know, I use the term mid a lot yes, you um, do. to describe some of these rosters. This is the definition. Mm-hmm. Steve Eiserman has gone out and signed every bottom, middle to bottom six player he can possibly get. Yeah. Um, he went out and like obviously the Alex DeBrincat trade and then signing. They got him for a song, really. Yes. Um, so that's great. They were able to capitalize on the fact that's that... That's the exception to the rule. That's the exception to the rule. They were able to go out and capitalize on the fact that Ottawa had zero leverage with this player. Right. So they were able to get him. But in terms of, of like the signings that they made, like JT Comfer, he is, he is at best a second-line center, and mm-hmm. he's maybe a bit miscast there. Yeah. Um, and they went on, they, got, they paid him 5.1. You know, Christian Fisher, uh, you know, bottom of the lineup guy. Daniel Sprong, bottom of the lineup guy. Clem Costin, bottom of the lineup guy. Uh, uh, you know, even even Shane Gostaspare, you know, like best case scenario or best case scenario is a second pair guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jeff Petrie at this age, best case scenario, second pair guy. Uh, there's a, like James Reimer, backup goalie. They've done a lot. They they haven't added aside from Alex DeBrincat, who's a great player and could return to being a four, perennial forty goal scorer. Yeah, they haven't really added a ton of high end talent. And the Iser plan, it doesn't look like it's going to be playoff bound this year, in my opinion. I agree. I, I, it feels like a lot of let's gather guys and see if yeah. any of them stick. It just seems like they're throwing things at the wall. It really, really does. Yeah. And, you know, if I look at this team structurally, you know, you mentioned the goaltending. It's going to be all right, probably below average. Yes. Um, their best defenseman would be Moritz Sider. Yes. And he will also be probably their youngest regular, which is not ideal, but Moritz Sider is a very good young he is. defenseman. And other than like Jared McIsaac, he's their lowest paid as well. Well, there you go. And then from there, you've got like your Ole Mades and Justin Hall and Ben Sherratt. Oh, yeah, I forgot the uh, Justin Hall as well, who's. Yeah. You have fun with that. He's so. controversial. <laughs> Shockingly, numbers wise, shockingly, he's a controversial, very most, nice person. Very nice person. But yes, he was definitely divisive. If Inf- you were a in, Toronto, fan. I would say more infuriating. Sure, if, if you will. But if you want, yeah. Um, but it, it does feel it's like okay, well, what's the master plan here? Because you know, it looks like you've already been passed by Ottawa and Buffalo. Yes. In the rebuild, uh, you know, Atlantic race. And you know what? Frankly, Montreal's nipping at the heels, I think. Maybe, uh, but I still would take Dylan Larkin as a center over anything Montreal has, so I would give Detroit the advantage there. But it does kind of feel like, okay, well, what's the master plan here? Because, you know, you got Lucas Raymond, uh, who needs to rebound, obviously. Definitely, yeah. Uh, You know, Sider, as I mentioned, is probably one of the best players on the team already. Absolutely. But... Where are we going from here? Mm-hmm. It, it does feel like this is kind of a hold on for dear life kind of scenario with guys like Comfort and Cop, where it's like, okay, they'll get you solid minutes, they'll do their job mm-hmm. well, but like, I don't see a lot of guys that are like going to push the needle, and that would be my concern when you don't have a strength at any particular position, especially in this division where, as I mentioned, the Senators and Sabers, this is like their year where yeah. it's like we have a chance. Mm-hmm. We need to get back into the playoffs, and we think we've got the young horses to do so. And and I would agree. So where does that put Detroit? Yeah, it feels like Detroit had a bit of a head start on their rebuild just because they got Iserman. They had the Iser plan. They had these really high picks. And it, do, and it does feel like Buffalo and 
Ottawa have overtaken them in this race. Yeah, and you know, the Red Wings, they did have bad lottery luck, yeah. right? Where, yeah. you know, I mean, Buffalo did pick, uh, you know, Power and Ali number one, and you know, uh, Ottawa took Tim Stutzla, and yep. that obviously was a home run. Um, but at some point, you just have to draft really well. I'd say it was more of a, you know, a very well executed Olympic dive when it comes to the Stutzla pick than a home run. I think it's more on brand of his hockey play. Um, he likes to dive. And oh, I'd say, yes. Oh, okay. And so I'd say that's more of a, instead of gotcha. a home run, it's more of a 10 out of 10 dive. I see, I see. As a pick. Um, okay. I'm very smart and funny. Um, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, I think this is, this is like, you have the middle of, of your, again, I look at this team has more of these sort of like six to $3 million players mm. on its roster. And those are those types of contracts that kill you than I think any other player. Mm. Like, or any other player, any other team. Mm. Like, I really, like, Andrew Cott makes 5.65, Comfort makes 5.1, David Perron makes 4.75, Robbie Fabry makes 4, even mm. Clem Costin at 2, like, that's a lot. And, and then Ben Sherratt, 4.75, Gosses Bear, 4.125, Hall, 3.4. You know, I, I look at all these contracts and I go, like, all of those contracts could turn into real headaches depending on which way it goes. Comfort especially, like, this guy's 28, mm. and he had his best year as, like, a somewhat suitable fill-in on a second line of a team that got bounced in the first round by a, a, an expansion team. Right. And, he got f and he got like five years at 5.1. That mm. could become a real problem moving forward. I just, I do not buy into pretty much anything this, like like the Iserman has put together specifically this offseason. I like that he that he, he sold at the deadline because they had a chance to make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And he punted early and he sold, so he got some good assets. That was smart. But I just, it just seemed like he got he went and, and, and he just signed a bunch of like 78 overall players on in, yeah. in NHL franchise mode. And in a video game that might get you the eighth seed, in real life that's not. And yeah. I don't think they're making the playoffs again. I don't either. The only thing I will say that it just occurred to me okay. Okay. is that if you're from Michigan, this is a very Michigan lineup where you got Comfrey, you got Cop, you got Jeff Petrie coming back. Yes. So it's like... At least there's that where it's like, and, well, and Debrinket, and Debrinket you know, yeah. obviously, a, a, you know, he wanted to be a Red Wing, um, but it is very much a uh, like, hey, hometown guys. That's great. Or the home Leafs, state guys. At least. The Leafs had eight players from the GTH, uh, from the GTA last year, and yeah. obviously they won the Stanley Cup, so it worked out great for them. Right. Um, all right, the Florida Panthers. I think I'd say the team that um, fr from last year to this year is going to take the biggest drop. In my yeah, opinion, yeah, I think it's going to be a big drop because. They lost a lot of guys, and also most of their uh, uh, their stars are broken right now. Um, so we've heard that like basically Ekblad and uh, Montour. Montour are going to start the year on injured reserve. Yep. We don't like Chuck is not listed there, but I would be shocked if he starts the year healthy based on the broken sternum that he played through. And there was rumblings that Chuck could miss a good chunk of the season moving forward. It certainly wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't shock me at all. They also, you know, they 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 lost. They had to trade Anthony Duclair for cap reasons. Mm -hmm. um, they lost uh, Radko Gudis, Mark Stahl. Um, there are a lot of players here that 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 from that team that really sort of lucked into what they were doing. Like they they were they were a hammer, but they they yeah. rode this incredible goaltending surge um, to the final, and then they take they took a lot of the offensive weapons either off it or placed them on the shelf. Mm. It's going to be tough to repeat the success. It will, and again, let's not forget, they only made the playoffs by the skin of their teeth in the first place. The fact that they played their best hockey 
of the entire year mm -hmm. in the playoffs yes. is a credit to them as a group. And good for them. And good for them. Um, you know, they still have Alexander Barkov. Uh, yes. I think Anton Lindell is going to continue to be even better. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we saw what he could do in the playoffs. I think he's going to continue on that trajectory because he's basically baby Barkov. Yes. Uh, they even lived together when he first got oh, to well, Florida, there you go. which is very nice. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, in terms of – Death. I mean, yeah, you know, Bennett and Reinhardt, they're still there. But in terms of death, particularly on the defense core, like with Gudis gone and Ekblad and Montour hurt, mm -hmm. that's your top three defensemen yes. from last year gone. Mark Stahl as well. Mark Stahl very good in the playoffs for them. So that's like basically your whole top four, if you will, or close like to Like Forsling it. is still there. Forsling, Forsling is still was, there. Was so the four pair. of your yeah. top five. Uh, Forsling was on that top pair. Like yeah. He was, yeah. But I mean. So four of your top five. Um, it's going to be very difficult for them to make the playoffs. Like, if you look at just the regular season and say, is this Florida team as good as last year's Florida team? The answer is no. Absolutely not. So if you subtract even two, three points from that lineup, they are no They're longer not a playoff the playoff team. Yeah. We are not talking about their amazing run to no. the final. We are not talking about Bobrovsky going God mode. Uh, Matthew Kachuk, you know, almost willing them to a mm -hmm. cup. Um, we're not talking about any of that. We're talking about maybe a Bobrovsky buyout. We're talking about maybe. like we're we're talking about like some very some serious surgery of this roster all, yeah. uh, that already had some. And but I look at their defense, and like we saw that what happened. Like Vegas ice, they had the offensive firepower, but their mm. their blue line in this series against the the Panthers, uh. their biggest asset was the fact that they can roll three pairs of totally. guys, basically twenty minutes each. Yeah. And I look at their their defense at least to start the se the season. You have Forsling on the top pair. I think that's fine. He played phenomenal mm -hmm. last year. But then outside of that, you go, okay, so you're either going to play – the other guy in your top pair is either going to be Nico Mikola, who's playing on his offside, yeah. the ghost of Oliver Ekman Larson, who's playing on his offside, yeah. um, Mike Riley, who's playing on his offside, um, Dmitry Kulikov, or uh, seventh defenseman in the playoffs, Josh Mahura. Mm -hmm. That is horrible. And yeah. that would scare the heck out of me if I was a Florida Panthers fan. Yeah. Um, higher than their $100 parking rates in the, uh, That's right. outside the arena yeah. uh, for the cup final, which is, which is true. True story. Um, but, yeah, this is a team that I do not think is going to make the playoffs. They barely yeah. made the playoffs last year, and I think that they're, based on injuries and like, just mileage. Just attrition. Yeah, attrition and also the fact that they took a lot of really key players off their roster and, uh, by losing them in the offseason. Mm. I don't think this team is making the playoffs. It is, uh, it's going to be tough. I agree. It's going to be tough. All right, moving on to the Montreal Canadiens, mm -hmm. a team that is on the upswing um, but is still not quite there. Yeah. Um, I, again, right, spoiler alert, don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I do think that they are moving in a good direction. Um, some of their biggest moves basically was, was getting rid of Mike Hoffman. Um, which uh, that, that contract opened up a lot of a, a lot of good uh, uh, funds for them as well, yeah. um, and then and then also getting Alex Newhook, which in a in a very sort of savvy move, uh, Newhook, a guy who didn't really make it uh, take advantage of any of the the stuff he was getting or any of the big minutes he was getting in in, in Colorado. Now mm -hmm. he's gonna, but who knows? He could be the next Kirby Doc for them. Um, but this is a team that has some good young pieces. It does. We do feel, though, that, or at least I feel, that we need to start seeing another step from them. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, for me, this is going to be the probably the last place team in the division. I I, I would agree. They'll you think get, so? I do. I think they'll get incrementally better, mm -hmm. but I still think they're behind the pack. I mean, I guess I could see Detroit completely like self imploding. Yeah. Um, with Montreal, it's like. 
Okay, so you know Cole Caulfield is sort of your elite guy yeah. on the wing. Um, your centers, I still think you don't have a number one center. I think you have a couple of number twos yes. in Nick Suzuki and Kirby Doc. That's a problem in this division, as mm -hmm. we said before, where you have to go against Toronto centers, Tampa centers, uh, no longer Boston centers, so that helps. Uh, but now Buffalo has centers, right? Um, so, and, and Ottawa, I would say, has centers as well. Oh, now. absolutely. Um, so that's just like a structural problem. It's like, okay, you've got these nice pieces, but are they ever going to get the puck? Um, the defense core was super young last year, mm -hmm. and that was great because we, at least outside of Montreal, there was no expectation of and success. And you're able to just like see them. Just you know? see them. Yeah. See what Caden Gooley can do. Arbajekai was obviously a tremendous, pleasant surprise Absolutely. and will continue to be. Um, you know, Jordan Harris, all those young kids uh, got chances to get reps, and that will certainly help this year as well. Um, it'll be interesting to see Uri Slavkovsky. Missed most of last year mm -hmm. due to injury. And looked pretty rough before then. Looked rough beforehand. Yep. What can he do? Um, obviously, expectations will be, I think, a little tempered because everybody's eyes are going to be on Connor Bedard in Chicago. Yep. Uh, so maybe Slavkovsky can be, I mean, you can't really be under the radar in Montreal because it's such a huge media yep. market. Uh, but at least nationally, it will be lessened for Slavkovsky. Uh, in net, you know, maybe Samuel Montembeau can parlay, you know, some of his more recent success internationally uh, into some, you know, even better play at the NHL level. But I just, I don't see enough from this roster. No, I don't see enough high-end. Not at all. At, at most positions that they can compete on a nightly basis. I think this this like this organization this team has a great future. I think they're building up some great young mm -hmm. players. You know, you start with that core of Suzuki and, and and Caulfield and guys like that. But then you know you you add in uh, the new hooks and the docks and 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 you know like base like they they have some you know they have uh, Ryan Bacher coming up. They have some guys mm -hmm. that are that are good. Um, but yeah, in terms of right now, like they're, yeah. they're not going to do anything. Mm -hmm. um, and I look. I also look at their goaltending. It's gonna be very interesting because they have all three of their guys are not waiver exempt. Mm. Um, so they're likely gonna lose one of these guys, whether it's Jake Allen who's been there forever and just signed an extension last year, yeah. um, or, or uh, Casey DeSmith who they got in a trade. But he's a veteran guy, 32 years old, and showed that he can play in the NHL, be mm -hmm. a backup or a 1B. Yeah. And then Montembeau, who is 26. You know, he's got the French last name, which is great. And, he was able to to you know put up some very good numbers on a very bad team last year, um, but like you're gonna lose one of those guys likely. And then with Slavkovsky, like you need him to show something, show uh -huh. something because he didn't show anything last year. It was yeah. a disaster before he got hurt, yeah. and it just seems to me like I don't know why on God's green earth they started him <laughs> in the NHL last year. Uh -huh. It just seemed like from the get go would have been a shock if he was putting up. Points. They, he was eligible to play in the AHL. They should have started him with Laval. There's a reason why they moved their AHL team to the same province, to basically a suburb, yeah, so you yeah. can have him close there and let him get that confidence of just wrecking shop as a big body in the AHL. Let yeah. him get a, get accustomed because it's a very physical league down there. So get accustomed to the, the attrition yeah. of, of you know the North American pro game. Instead, they threw him into the deep end, and uh, it was a disaster. And this is a guy who picked first overall in Montreal. Yeah. You need him and I, yes, that's an intangible thing, but still it, it matters to that organization. You mm. need him to show something. Um, so this is a big year for him, I think. Uh, but yeah, this is this is likely going to be the the last place team in the division. 
The Ottawa Senators, a team that is expected to make a big jump because, as he said two years ago, the rebuild is over. Mm. Pierre Dorian said that. Now, it hasn't parlayed into uh, uh, playoff appearances, but Ottawa's coming up, and they do have a very, they didn't, you know, they obviously picked up Vladimir Tarasenko, Mm -hmm. Dominic Kubalik, you know, like obviously Debrinkat is out there, but this is going to be a full year of Jacob Chikrin, you know, Mm -hmm. this is, there's a lot, there's a lot to like here. And Jonas Jonas Corposalo in net, um, giving him a five-year deal. Now, I did see the other day, uh, it was like a headline, I think, for the Ottawa Sun saying, Senators are, in quotes, are comfortable uh, with with Corposalo in the crease. Mm -hmm. And to that, I would say, I really hope so, because they just gave him a five-year deal. But anyway, this does seem to be, Josh Norris will be coming back, hopefully. So there's a lot to like here. Yeah, you know, in preparing for this podcast, I really started to talk myself into the Senators. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're going to have, like you say, a healthy Josh Norris, you know, Tim Stutzla up front, Shane Pinto. Those are three really great yeah. young centers. Pinto is still unsigned, though. Uh, it'll, 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 though it'll get together. You said that about so. Austin Matthews like a week ago. And nothing <laughs> happened. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, Brady Kachuk obviously yeah. is the captain and, you know, the guy that stirs the drink out there. I mean, he's just like an incredible power forward, yeah. one of my favorite players in the league. I think what really excites me about the Senators is when you look at that defense core, obviously you have Thomas Shabbat and you have Jacob Trickin, as you mentioned, but then you have Jake Sanderson, mm-hmm. who is coming off a very strong rookie very season. Very strong rookie season, yeah. And when you talk to players around Ottawa, they're all excited about Jake Sanderson. Yes. And that, to me, makes it very intriguing because all of a sudden, you now have three awesome top-end defensemen. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Corpus Alla, we've, we've definitely seen some high-end from him. Yeah. Um, you hope that that's kind of what he can be on a regular basis. They, you know, they got Mad Sogard as well, who's 6'7". Yeah. Uh, oh, so, so as that, a backup. That, that you know, whets your whistle. It that's certainly for sure. does. Um, but, yeah, I'm really kind of talking myself into Ottawa where you bring in Tarasenko, yeah. and that's like a veteran guy, obviously a proven goal scorer. Um, it's like, yeah, okay, well, they've got strength down the middle. You know, they can move the puck up the ice. If they can stay healthy, like, I mean, Dorian was right. Like, at this point, like, when the Senators draft, it's really, like, eye to the future. Like, yeah. they can be more long-term. Um you know, you think about a guy like Ridley Gregg, who's regular, you mm-hmm. know, ready to make an impact uh, as like, you know, he can be a bottom sixer yeah. or he can be that sort of mucky guy on a scoring line. Um, they don't really need anything. Mm-hmm. It's really about just guys reaching their potential. And you look at what Tim Stutzler did last year. It's like, all right, well, we've got a 90 point guy on our hands here. Yeah. And that's that's pretty solid. That's what you want in a potential number one center. And, you know, with Kachuk and uh, Giroux and now Tarasenko, like you've got weapons uh, to play with those young kids. So, yeah, I think Ottawa is going to be fun to watch. Absolutely. And I, I'm, I'm pretty high on Jacob Bernard Docker, too. I think that that's yeah, just a solid, a like, very no solid. Bus, exactly. No right yeah. shot, too. And they yeah. need that because you mentioned that the th- you mentioned the three guys who are their three high end talents. It's Shabbat, it's Shikrin and it's uh, 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 Sanderson. Uh, Sanderson. They're all left shots. So you, you add a guy like that in there, along with Artem Zub, who's a right shot, uh, and Eric Branstrom, who can play either side, and who mm-hmm. did seem to take a bit of a step last year after yep. some really difficult sort of like yo-yoing uh, by the Senators. This is a team that I think you know could claim that that last wild card spot. I think they could sneak in. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. All right, then we got Tampa Bay, yeah. a team that uh, look they this is a they've lost a lot basically. 
It's the reality is the salary cap. Sure. A team won two cups in a row and then went to a cup final the year the year after that. Mm-hmm. So obviously that's going to happen. But boy, they did lose a good chunk of talent. I mean, Kalorn uh, leaving, and even in years past, yeah, Colton Maroon, guys yeah. like that. Um, Colton was a big part of that. Like it's that that's that's yeah. tough. And they didn't really replace them with um, with any. They didn't really replace him with anyone that 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 moves the needle like crazy. Like mm. it was just uh, Connor Sherry, really, that they added to replace three, four guys that right. that left. Um, and I think a big thing too that that hurt them last year was was the fact they just had to get rid of Ryan McDonough. Oh, and certainly. That just gutted there. Like yeah. imagine, like imagine what that you know Headman is is banged up and they lose Cernak for the entire series yeah. against the Leafs. Imagine what it would be like if you you had McDonough in there to like totally. it, that would be a six game series Tampa in Tampa's favor. Yeah. Um, this year, they th- th- I would say the big thing for them was contract extensions. Getting getting Brandon Hagel signed for for you know I believe it was eight years at six point five. Mm-hmm. Um, you know getting uh, just just getting guys back and under term. You know like all of the contract extensions are kicking in. You know Sorelli's kicking in. You know mm-hmm. Paul's kicking in. All this so. Uh, I think this will still be a fine hockey team, mm-hmm. but it is uh, it's it's tough. Like they really need to plumb the depths of their uh, their their sort of like finding hidden gems to, to plug and play here. Yeah, and I mean, luckily for Tampa Bay, they are amazing at that. They you are, know, like Ross Colton was a perfect example, 100%. where he was like mid round pick. Uh, you know, kind of unheralded and turned into a regular for them. We I'm, could go I'm on for days about how many they have. Yanni it's true. Gord, you know, yeah, exactly. even Braden Point. Like, like, totally. Yeah. Like, I'm wondering if, like, Cole Kepke might be the next one. That was a guy that I really liked him in college. Asimon is a guy that they traded for specifically for a reason. Like, they, mm-hmm. like if you look at his underlying numbers, they were sterling, like yep. spectacular. And they, yeah. they have him for a reason. Yeah. yeah, regular season, I think Tampa Bay is going to be fine because you've got Stamkos, Point, Kucherov, Hedman, Vasilevsky, and Nett. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think this is now an old team. Well, Sorelli as well. Um, I do think this is an old team or an older team. And a team. beat up team, too. And a beat up team. I mean, they did have their first long summer in a That's while. That's true. But I do feel like this is a team where once you get to the playoffs, it's like, how much gas are they going to have left in the tank? Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to be successful, but I'm not sure if I would trust them with another long run no. yeah. uh, because they just don't have the horses anymore. What they need is they need guys, like they need their, their gambles to pay off. I mean, every team does, but they mm-hmm. need like, they need Tanner Genot to become like a 25 to 30 goal scorer. Like, yeah, they need yeah. him to be what he looked like as a, as as a, a rookie. rookie. Yeah. They could they, like a big reason why they they didn't get past the Leafs is the fact they didn't like they've got that guy for a reason to play in a physical playoff series mm-hmm. like that and he just wilted and he was either injured or he couldn't play yeah. you know they need their they you know they need an, an Isomont to be to to strike gold and be another I mean I don't want to place the expectation but like be another Yanni Gord type guy right, be right. another guy who comes out of nowhere like they they like even like a guy like Nick Perbix. Yeah. Came out of nowhere and played really well. They need him to take a step. They need him to be mm-hmm. like, where did Nick Perbix come from? Oh, yeah. classic Tampa Bay. They find a guy out of nowhere. Like they Dallas need, River. they need those guys. Yeah. And unless and, and and like Hagel was producing very well, but he took it up another notch mm-hmm. with them last year, and that's great, and that earned him his contract extension. Um, but it seems like they haven't been able to find those guys lately. Mm. I mean, in the last year or so, really. Sure. Um, and that's why. It's it struggled. They need to hit on Juno. They need to hit on Asimov. They need to hit on some of these guys. They're taking these swings on yeah. um, to be cheap 
sort of like guys that are brought in here to, to help offset losing the Coleman's and the Goudreau's and the guys like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the Colorns and the Coltons and everyone. Yeah. Um, I think this is a team that, I, I think when you have Vasilevsky and Hedman and Point and, and you know, I could go on for days, I think yeah. the like you're gonna make the playoffs, Yeah. Um, but I do think they're third. Like I think that they that they make it. I think they make it a division spot, but I do think they they finish at, like they did last year, third. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, the Toronto Maple Leafs, a team that was an, again one of the most active teams in the league during the summer. Brad yeah. Living really put his stamp on the team. Obviously, they get Austin Matthews signed for another uh, four years, so it's five in total. Um, and they bring in Tyler Bertuzzi on a one-year deal, Max Domi on a one-year deal. They re-signed David Kampf to way too much money and way too much term. Um, but Ryan Reeves for way too much money and way too much term. But hey, vibes, yeah. whatever. Um, and then uh, on the back end, John Klingberg. Uh, uh, you know, they bring in Martin Jones, uh, who will likely get waived out of camp. You know, guys like that. So they, they really made out and took a swing. What do we think of the Leafs? Yeah, I mean, I think they're very similar to the Edmonton Oilers mm-hmm. uh, when we talked about them in, in that preview where it's like, you just got to do it yep. at this point. Like, you have the high-end talent. You have the depth. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, Bertuzzi and Domi in particular were really good fits. I think off the ice, Reeves is a really good fit Absolutely. because, yep. you know, Toronto, it was known as a quiet dressing room. And, you know, Reeves said it this summer. He's like, I'm a loud guy. You He's know, like, I'm going to come in. Yep. I'm going to chirp guys. Uh, just have fun. Yep. You know, when there's parties, I want to organize them. Mm-hmm. Let, you know, if somebody's not coming along, I'm going to find out, you know, and why not? And, and make bring them, them in yeah. and make them come. <laughs> you know, the defense score has been very good for several years now. Uh, goaltending, I think, you know, a healthy Ilya Samsonov is a perfectly legit starter that could be that playoff workhorse for them. And Joseph Wall looked phenomenal. And Joseph Wall was very good as well. So, yeah, you got Matthews, one of the best players in the league. Uh, You also have Marner, Nylander, Tavares. Like, we know the core Mm -hmm. four. Uh, You know, Morgan Riley leads the back end. Um, You know, you've got guys like Jake McCabe and and now John Klingberg. Uh, Klingberg, obviously, on the offensive side of things. McCabe more so on the defensive side. But they just got to do it. That's all yeah. it really comes down to is yeah. execution at this point. And, uh, yeah, I think they had a really good summer, and now they just have to prove it on the ice. Absolutely. Bertuzzi, for this amount of money, yes, it's a one-year deal, but he, this is as motivated as, as I think a player can be. He's 28, so he, yeah. knows, so he knows this is, like, going into his 29th season, this is the year I need to get, get my most money. Yeah, because his next contract, he, you know, he wants to put himself in a position where he can get eight by seven or eight. Yeah, and he wants like the, the generational wealth uh, Exactly, uh, this is gonna be his big contract. And he's the guy that goes to the middle of the ice. Exactly. He's the guy they were missing against Florida. I will say. Don't me too. All, like, pretty much, I mean, defense, like Klingberg aside because he's a defenseman, but like pretty much everyone they signed this off season, they go to the middle of the ice. Mm-hmm. Bertuzzi goes to the middle of the ice. Domi goes to the middle of the ice. Reeves. You can he, stick him in front of the net. You can stick him in front Why of the net. He can go to the middle of the ice. Yeah. You know, no one's gonna move him. Like it, it's it's obviously they're gonna have to do some stuff to make the cap work here because they they are still three million over with their LTIR candidates mm. um, on the books. But but like I this is a phenomenally I think this is a better team than they were heading into the playoffs last year, and that was mm. even with like like they they obviously they lost Ryan O'Reilly and, yeah. and Noel Achari and Luke Shen. Um, and Eric Gustafson, I guess, to another extent. But I think with the, who they've replaced these guys with, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. No, and true. I think they were able to weather it. And I think 
get, figuring out how to get a good deal done with Samsonov was, I, other than the Matthew stuff, was the biggest thing, and they got a good deal signed. And if he, and if he has an incredible year next year, then great. He, mm -hmm. They can sign to a massive extension because they'll have the cap room. They have so many people coming off the books. Yeah. Um, I, this is, in my opinion, this is the best team in the division. Yep. And they should. I think Certainly. they. Like, I think this should be the team that uh, that sort of takes it takes it all the way. Like I think if if when it comes to a Leafs team, the way it's constructed. This seems like it's the best shot they're they're gonna. This makes have. the most sense. This makes the most sense because this yeah. is you're, this is the last year where you have Nylander for under seven million. You know, this mm. is like it just this is the last year. Like this is Tavares at age thirty two. What's he gonna look like at thirty three opposed to thirty two? You know, like it's yeah. this. It just seems like the, the the pieces are aligned for. It's almost like what the Bruins were like last year, right. where it's like this is the best shot. And I don't think they'll they'll obviously the Leafs obviously won't decline as much as I think the Bruins will this year mm. if they don't make it out of the first round or whatever. Mm. I do think that this is like the stars are aligned for this to be there. All right, let's go for it. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, well, that brings us to the end of the division. Mm -hmm. um, Ryan, before we head out, yes. we got to do our final rankings here. Yeah, so I'm going to go Toronto, mm -hmm. Tampa. I still believe Ooh. in the Lightning. I still believe in the Lightning in the regular season. And then I'm going to go Buffalo, Ottawa, Boston, Florida, Detroit, Montreal. I can't believe I have the Bruins missing the playoffs, but mm -hmm. I, I can't decide between Ottawa and Buffalo. I think they've both done enough to be playoff teams, so I'm just going to accept how the, uh, the cards have been laid out there for me. And, and again, four teams make the playoffs. I, I think I'm, I'm very similar to you in the mm -hmm. fact that I don't see the Bruins making the playoffs, but I do have, I have Toronto, then I have Buffalo, mm -hmm. number two. I do, think, I do think one of their two goalies can give them stops. Yeah, and or think, three for them. Or three. But I do think one of their I think one of, of Pekka Lukanen or Levi is gonna take take charge, and I think uh -huh. that will be the difference. Mm. So I have I have the Leafs, and I have Buffalo, um, then I have Tampa, then I have Ottawa, mm -hmm. um, then Boston, then Detroit, then Montreal. Where do you got Florida? Or Flor sorry, Florida geez, I always miss one team. Yeah. Toronto, Buffalo, uh, uh, Tampa, yeah. Ottawa, Florida. Uh-huh. No, Tampa, Ottawa, Boston, Florida, Detroit, Montreal. Gotcha. That's what I do. All right. All right, Ryan. Well, we've reached the end of our division previews. All that's left is to actually play the hockey. And obviously, we will be having amazing coverage of that all season long, uh, as we always do. It's nearing the best time of the year. Ryan, until next time, stay tuned and enjoy the season. <laughs>